0: 601. Planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black in Your Money.
1: Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, much, much more. What's on your financial mind? Let's take a quick look at the market numbers. s the SP 500 up 8. The Dow up 61. The NASDAQ up 22. 10 year treasury sits at 1.99%. Gold at 1587 an ounce. Oil, $93 a barrel. 93 and a half. So, some stories out there. Some better than others. Did you watch the Academy Awards last night? If you have any opinion on it, feel free to give me a call. eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about, including the Academy Awards. This week, this Friday, big day. March 1 of the sequestration hits. Spinning cuts, job losses. Dysfunctional government, stock market goes lower. Spinning cuts, bringing in more revenue, sending less out. Market rallies. See how, like, Both stories are the same, one with a different twist, both with different outcomes. No one knows what the hell's going to happen on Friday. Today we're up. What can happen between now and then? It will be interesting to say the least, but be prepared for turbulence. Ladies and gentlemen, I trust that all's going well on your flight. All four engines have turned off. We're doing our darnest them. I trust you're in no peril. Wow, right? You hear that announcement come across on your flight over the Atlantic, and you're like, uh, we're all going to die. But wait, wait, he was just confident. It's kind of where we are right now. Okay, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but you get the idea. Stocks rallied back big time on Friday. 12% gain in HP helped. St. Louis Fed President Bullard, he reminded anyone listening that the Fed policy is very easy and it's going to stay that way for a long time. Those two, along with this morning, Japan, saying that, you know, hey, we're slumping so we're going to do everything we can with aggressive monetary easing. They don't really have that much room to be aggressive, but it's like at this point in time, the United States has played their card out, except for duration. Jennifer Lawrence, Jennifer Aniston. What was your favorite moment last night? Did you have a favorite moment? Did you watch? Most of America did. China's flash PMI manufacturing report February slipped to 50.4% any number over 50 is considered expansion number under 50 is considered contraction this is considered pretty weak though slow out in export orders for a country that lives on exports I like Vicodin Vicodin takes away all the pain Central Bank likes monetary easing Monetary easing takes away all the pain. Lowe's posted a fourth quarter profit, three cents ahead of expectations. They issued two thousand fourteen guidance of two dollars and five cents. So that's below expectations. Italy's elections taking place. Very low voter turnout. So. Um, Will Will Berlusconi be in position to take power in this government? That's actually a pretty big one for the markets. ECB is going to do everything in its power to defend the euro. Bank of England is contemplating raising its asset purchase plan. Bank of Japan, easing. U.S. easing. Clearly, China's not exactly the most honest as far as what they're doing with their currency, but they're easing. Which basically means cash is being printed, and in theory, we'll have less buying power in the future. To get your calls on the air, it is 800-516-1220. 800-516-1220. So be prepared for turbulence. This is a market that uses a lot of options. This is a market that will punish high beta stocks. This is a market that's going to favor countercyclical sectors like consumer staples. Utilities, telecom, and healthcare. Some people will raise cash. Some people will buy shorter duration anything, whether it be bonds or stocks. And companies that have the ability to increase dividends are all going to be very attractive in the short term. Halliburton, Texas Instruments, Wellpoint, Walmart, Coca-Cola, Kimberly-Clark, State Street. Those are the type of names that work well in an environment where we don't know what's going to happen with this turbulence. We may all, This plane may go down. I know, for any of you getting ready to fly, that's a comforting thought. Companies that pay a dividend, though, they're not bulletproof. Income provided by dividends is still income that could be reinvested in the stock market. So, therefore, the stock market still could be volatile, right? I like a stock that pays a dividend, because in a good economy, a bad economy... Good stock market, bad stock market, pays a dividend. Um, so I just gave you some names. If I were to do it again, I'd be ca- say, you know, be careful. Consult the broker advisor, Preventing your on any stocks mentioned. The Halliburton's, the Texas Instruments, WellPoint's, the, well the FlowServe, Amercrombie, Coca-Cola, Kimberly-Clark, State Street. All very good names, but nothing is bulletproof. Lowe's, one of the two. Tone of 500 yesterday. I don't know what I have to say about Danica Patrick coming in, whatever she came in, highest finish ever for a woman, but I can tell you I was driving around, and uh, one announcer referred to her as Danny Patrick, and I'm like, uh-oh, he's not even taking the t- time to realize there's a woman in that car, <laughs> that's the type of society we live in, right? True, true, true. That, true. That. Um, So, budget battle. March first, sequestration is right around the corner. How much right around the corner is it? Monday. No, no, no. Friday. Already looking past the, you know, the impasse gripping the Capitol. Congressional leaders are quietly considering a deal to avert a government shutdown next month. How long do they prolong the spending cuts? Or not. So when the sequester kicks in, the next budget deadline, Congress is, must pass a so-called continuing resolution by the end of March to keep funding of government operations in place. You're already starting to hear stories out about how bad this is going to look for the U.S. economy, how bad it's going to look for the state of California. So sequestration. It's gonna be a big word come into the week. Is it near does the presidency age a man aggressively? SP five hundred up seven, Dow
0: up sixty eight, NASDAQ up twenty. Angelina Jolie, we saw your boobs in Gia. They made us feel excited and alive. And half the way we saw your boobs in Brokenback Mountain House. I don't care if
3: Monday's blue, Tuesday's gray and Wednesday too. Thursday, I don't care about you.
0: It's Friday, I'm in love. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com now. Back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
1: I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Money investing, in more. Airlines are getting an early jump. A new fare hike has been put into effect. Domestic airfares are expected to jump 4.6% in 2013. International rates will probably rise 8.3%. Wow. Did you get a 4.6% to 8.3% raise this year? Probably not. Rise of demand from companies ready to take advantage of new business opportunities and a strengthening economy. Every major carrier has matched Delta's increase that went into effect last week. JetBlue expanded the hike to include flights booked beyond the seven day period. Ouch. SP 500 up six, the Dow up sixty two, the Nasdaq up eighteen. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton. He's on the show on a regular basis. You could always find him at newfocusfinancial.com. A lot of people want to hire CFPs, and I know one of the questions that you ask is, how much money do you have in stocks, bonds? What's your house worth? How much income do you have? How much income will you need in retirement? But one of the lines in your forms is,
2: how much do you have in stock options? In the Bay Area, a lot of people are wealthy on stock options. Let's talk a little bit about planning with stock options. Well, yeah, and stock options are, you know, have been a historically a pretty successful way to build wealth in the Bay Area, but they're one of the hardest things to plan for. And you have so many different... There's, there's restricted stock options or RSUs. They're just grants that invest over time. Um, there's incentive stock options and non-qualified stock options. And the first step when it comes to stock options is is teaching a person to treat them as income. Cuz really all they are is the company can't afford to pay you what they think you're worth necessarily. They want you to work harder so that you have future benefit in the company's share appreciation. So you got to learn to treat your stock options as, as income. Don't treat it as a nest egg. Don't
1: treat it as a home run. Don't treat it as anything but like you said you don't want to have all your eggs in one basket in retirement therefore you have to diversify out of your stock options because they are income
2: yeah and especially you know if you're younger and you you get up to 10 to 15% of your net worth in these leveraged options and they don't expire for a long period of time and you think the company's doing extremely well then fine but even after that there there comes a point where you've got to make the decision that as the option ages the leverage drops and the downside risk is higher than the upside risk and so really what, what we do is keep a spreadsheet that shows, you know, here's the value of the stock. Here's the strike price on the option. And any time that difference will still net you an 8 to 10% rate of return even after you pay Uncle Sam, that's when you know the trigger points are starting to hit and you should start diversifying. So if you're in your 50s, you need to, you know, start getting to the point where less than 5 to 10% of your portfolio is in your company options. Um, and that number's a little lower in your 30s. You could do 15% if you're really super aggressive because you've got time to, to deal with the fact that you know, if the company goes upside down and your options are worthless, you've got time to make that up. And the way to look at it is your company, they already pay for your house, your car. They're already such a
1: big portion of your, your income and your, your light daily costs that you can't have all your eggs in that one basket because sometimes companies do fail. Uh, WorldCom comes to mind, Enron comes to mind, so be careful on stock options.
2: Well, yeah, and, and then also we're starting to see incentive stock options being granted again. Um, that's one of those, we saw a lot of those in 1998, 1999, where people exercise them, and the idea with incentive stock options, if you, if they've longer than two years from grant or one year since you've exercised them, if you exercise and hold them, you can eventually get qualified for capital gains treatment, but they're subject to AMT. So what happens is people... If they exercise too late in the year and they try to hold them, they could exercise late in one year, owe a huge AMT tax, and the company fails the next year. And you can't go bankrupt with Uncle Sam. You just can't. Um, So if you're doing incentive stock options, you've really got to plan very carefully for those, run a lot of models, realize the AMT tax. And if you're going to exercise and hold them, you've got to do it real early in the year, like the first few weeks of January, so that you have a whole year to be able to avoid the AMT um, by selling them early. It helps having a financial planner run the scenario for you or your own accountant run some scenarios you, for you? You've got to have both. Okay. I mean, because to run those different scenarios, you need the, you know, pretty extensive tax software. And so the financial planner can come up with the strategies and the what-if scenarios, and then you have the CPA or the enrolled agent run it through the models based on all the other issues, which is, you know, how much property taxes you pay can also throw you into AMT, how many other deductions can throw you into AMT. There's, there's, there's a lot of issues. Managing your tax load is just as
1: important as managing your insurance and your investments. Uh, anything else that we need to know about stock options?
2: Well, then it kind of goes into ESPPs, which is the same deal. Um, the taxation's a little bit different, but what I tell people is, if again they're they're over 10% in their, their company stock and they're still buying the ESPPs for the discount, which makes sense financially in most in most good companies. Um, once those are two years old, make sure you have a plan once they reach that two year period which is the qualifying date for most plans, they're 18 months to two years, start selling those systematically and reinvesting them into something else. And again, 2012, capital gains tax 15%. 2013, 20% or higher.
1: Right. So the tax laws change on a regular basis. People need to be aware of that. Right. Especially, uh, you know, when you're sitting on a large sum of money. It's funny, I used to think of stock options as... That person's sexy because they got stock options. Mm-hmm. The early 2000s and 90s were very good to say that you had stock options. Lots of option grants and free BMWs back then. Absolutely. A lot of people would convert and go and splurge on a car, which is something you should avoid
2: doing because cars are depreciating assets. Uh, any final thoughts? Uh, no, just the idea of treating it as income and, and don't be afraid of taxes. Taxes are going to be there if it's a success, successful situation. So. Um, You pay taxes when you have success, and you just have to plan to pay the least amount of taxes, but still keep the most amount of your net worth. I would argue that the estate tax is not success.
1: (laughs) The estate? You die, you owe tax. But then again, you were successful in your life, so I see what you're saying. That's Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Well, (laughs) that's all I have to say about that. 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. I would say an awkward Academy Awards last night from some of the music selections where you're like, Goldfinger, that, who's that? Is that a dude? Oh, Oh, good God. Whoa. Whoa, train wreck. I know you're saying, Rob, you sound like a chick. I know. Uh, Ikea, they withdrew their meatballs after horse meat is found. Is that more manly, more masculine? The escalating crisis over horse meat and beef products in Europe claimed another big retail victim today. (laughs) Ikea withdrew meatballs from sale in 14 European countries. I like a little bit of horsey. Slovakia, the Czech Republic, Hungary, France, Britain, Portugal, Italy, Netherlands, Belgium, Spain, Greece, Cyprus, and Ireland, all having found horse meat in their meatballs. Ikea said, we will not tolerate improper ingredients. Uh. Horse DNA. Man, our food supply, right? SP500 up six, Dow up 62, NASDAQ up 18.
0: Rob Black has a financial interest in the success of... Make plans to attend the KDOW Business and Money Expo. You're listening to Rob Black and your money. On AM 1220, KDOW and iHeart Radio Station.
1: Little man on fire. Big winners and losers, or big winners from last night. You got to say, all things considered, life of pie. $583 $583 million and um, internationally, basically. No one in America saw it, as far as I could tell. That movie will get a boost. Lincoln will get a boost. Daniel Day-Lewis. He was a shoe in to win, and oddly enough, he won. This guy who only does a movie every two or three years, and he seems to pick very, very, very well. Jennifer Lawrence, huge winner. She's going to get another $10 million for the next Hunger Games movie. That number will escalate for future films. Harvey Weinstein, who is the most, I think, person in the academies, in the speeches coming up to it, in large part, basically everything he touches wins an Academy Award or close. So, Silver Linings Playbook to Django Unchained. Neither were expected to do very much to come through the top awards. Um, The Artist and The King's Speech were two of the last uh, big winners at the Academies, and Harvey Weinstein behind that. Seth MacFarlane, who hosted the gig, he did pretty good. Twitter was mostly against him. He didn't seem to win any friends in the room. Um, can't remember the last time a host really killed it At the Academy Awards With that said did it pretty good Renee Zellweger Boy was she Drunk or what She was lit She wasn't able to read the winners Of two envelopes She looked at She was saved by Queen Latifah Anyhow, I'd say she had a rough patch in her life. But she did get to reintroduce herself to the world. Albeit emaciated, confused, and drunk. And that's a legend, by the way. I don't know. There's something interesting about the way people destroy themselves. Paul Krugman, he's like the most unlikable man on the planet. He's one of those economists that you either love, hate, but he gets quoted a lot. He's a player. And I just told you who the winners and losers were last night at the Academy Awards. and I think what I'm trying to get at there for you, honestly, is the same thing with the business. A lot of people go, I like Qualcomm. Well, why do you like Qualcomm? Who's the leader? What's the product? Who does the marketing? What's it look like? Who else likes Qualcomm? A lot of people just stop at it.
0: I like.
1: I want to use this super stock portfolio theory idea that I have that's going to leverage up and get three times the return of the overall market. Um, why are you putting that inside a portfolio? What's the rest of your portfolio look like? I don't know probably better that you know a lot about very few things in your portfolio than knowing a little bit about a lot of things. And that's why I tell most people should index, and they won't, but they should. Paul Krugman today is talking a little bit about Europe. In um, his column in the New York Times, he basically said, you know, the Italian election today is a big one. Italy's played everything by the book. They've cut spending. They've raised taxes. As the ECB and uh, Germany have basically demanded, they've played along. They've they've been good boys. What Italy's gotten for it so far is a weaker economy, which just dishevels and, and throws politicians right out of office. Clowns and comedians have come to power. Literally, in Italy, clowns have come to power. Okay. Nothing sexy about a female clown. Nothing sexy about a female clown. <sighs> have you ever seen an attractive female clown? Right? So when you hear that a clown has gotten into political power, something is terribly, terribly wrong and needs to be stopped. It's not a joke, people. The guy who managed all the austerity, guy named Mario Monti... He's running in fourth place behind anti-bank comedian Beppe Grillo. I so wish I was named Beppe. I would be beloved by everyone. Women would swoon when I walk into a room. Men would adore from a distance and want to be me. It's a Beppe. So he's an anti-bank comedian. Outside observers are terrified about Italy's election. If Berlusconi does return to power, or even a strong showing by Berlusconi, it could destabilize, not just Italy, but Europe. Respectable Europeans won't admit that the policies that they've imposed on debtors are disastrous failures. That's the big quote going around today. So people are paying attention to the Italian election today. So... We're live from Casa d'Accituletta in Rome, where the center-left party, Democrato, is hosting its election day activities. Sounds like a sporting event, right? So you're going to get a hung parliament scenario if it plays out the way it's played out. This week we're going to get the sequester at the end of the week. What's that look like? No one has a clue. I can tell you that newspapers are mostly wrong about it, is the idea that we're trying to, like, uh, disseminate, uh, chew on. So unless Washington can us with a last-minute deal the sequestration budget cuts will begin on March 1st, sequestration is a series of $85 billion worth of spending cuts. Keep in mind we're a trillion-dollar economy. Multi-trillion dollars. The actual impact of the sequester is deeply misunderstood. The Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee has sponsored digital ads in 27 congressional districts represented by House Republicans who are thought to be vulnerable. So you already know that that information is going to try to unseat the Republicans. In these ads, it stated that the 700,000 jobs nationwide are at risk. And that is just a third of the 2.1 million job loss predicted would hit the aerospace industry. Now again, those are pretty large estimates. Actual near-term spending cuts in 2013 will, will, would be about $85 It would be half the $85 billion. Outlays lag budget authority. The defense industry for some time already has been adjusted to its headcount prospect changes. They haven't been ramping up employees. So, in a big run-up last year to the expected drop in the Department of Defense's contracts, there was a big cut. So a lot of it's already been felt. Likely periodic government worker furloughs. They tend to be just a couple of days off. That should spread the pain. A lower work week versus several just downright ugly scenarios like job cuts. So the headlines are really, really risky. The reality is not. I just throw that out there because it could get dramatic this week. Maybe not. Lowe's won the of 500 yesterday. Lowe's car did. Lowe's is a big winner this morning. Better than expected. Fourth quarter profit, three cents a share ahead of expectations. They did issue guidance that was below expectations, but again, I think uh the bar's being lowered. That's okay. One of those headlines that's out there today that's kind of like ooh scary Barnes and Noble, their founder wants to take the company private why why, why? Why does Best Buy's founder want to take the company private? Why does Dell want to take the company private? What's up with all these owners trying to think that they're smarter than the markets? Fine, 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 fine. Daytona 500, speaking of which, you know, Lowe's won the race, per se. The Lowe's car. The Lowe's car. The go-daddy car, not so much. But with Patrick in pole position, Danica Patrick... Ratings are up 30%. First female driver to lead. That would have been one of the most powerful moments in the history of sports. And sports are powerful because they have that way of telling the story in no way, shape, or form could possibly be told without boring people to death. You know, a woman driver? A woman? Dominated man's field? Yesterday, 30 spectators were injured at Daytona International Speedway when Kyle Larson's car crashed through a barrier and sent debris into the crowd. I have to imagine you have to be pre lit to want to go to a Daytona 500 race. But again, that's just me. Again, more Americans watched it yesterday. 30% higher rating. Danica Patrick got a lead. Good for her. This is Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking about all things financial. Don't forget, I've got a Black Wednesday event coming up in the Bay Area. You can find out more about it. It's not this Wednesday, but the following Wednesday in Fremont at kdow.biz. It's kdow.biz. It's free. AM 1220
3: Just cleaning supplies. And that's a Bloomberg Market Minute.
0: To Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio station. So a little
1: bit of a market rally story going on today. Yeah, we had this big sequestering thing on Friday. Now, I know some of the financial nerds out there, and you know who you are. They'll be going, So, Robert, do you think I should sell everything right now and go to cash and come back to it later when the market's corrected and I've made a lot of money because I was perfectly timing the market out? Oh, whoa. Whoa there, Mr. Overbite Man. Like, slow down. Um, I don't play that game. I don't think you should, but I know you want to. Trust me, there was a point in my life where I wanted to buy high... No, no, no! I wanted to buy low and sell high. I wanted to do everything perfect. I wanted to guess what the market was going to feel. And then you get over yourself. You go, you know what? One of my eyes is bigger than my other eye. I'm not freakish. It's normal. Okay, maybe I'm a little bit freakish. Um, Yeah, there's some people right now who really, really, really desperately want to be right. And that's when you can make a a terrible, terrible decision. I think you're slurring a lot these days. I've had some dental work done. Work with me. Work with me. Um, So, big sequestration coming at the end of this week, starting... Newspapers are written by basically high school kids who are basically college kids who are basically you know pushed through the the system. They're young. They haven't seen a good economy. They haven't seen a bad economy. A lot of people report like, I just saw this this story that 1.3 million Americans are going to lose their jobs come Friday. Let's write it down and put it in the papers. Um, not so much. It just doesn't play that way. The stories that you're hearing are typically fed to the media. You know, Apple got into a lot of flack last week for feeding to the media the story about the watch. We're seeing strength today in energy technology, utilities, and healthcare. Defensive areas, i.e., we're afraid of what's going to happen. Natural gas has been in positive territory today, mostly on a pullback of the dollar. Gold and silver Go Finger. I know you say that was one of the worst performances of all time. It kinda was. So Madonna's breaking the rules on Facebook's or on yeah, Facebook's Instagram. Instagram bans nudity. Posting images that don't belong to the user. Madonna. She's got more than 150,000 followers on Instagram. So, she's showing cleavage shots. And, uh... That's got people all aflutter in the world of Instagram. Eh. I gotta honestly say I don't care. Who cares? Dallas Fed Manufacturing Survey fell below 2.2 reading. Now, that's something I care about. Anytime I think Dallas Fed Manufacturing Survey, I'm like, that's sexy. Because I put the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders picture in my head anytime I say Dallas Fed Manufacturing Survey. Because when I talk Manufacturing Survey, it's going to bore you. The new order index was positive for a second straight month, but fell from a high reading of 12.2 the previous meeting to just up 2.8. Delivery time was essentially unchanged. Production was increasing. Capacity utilization increasing. Decreasing those hours worked. Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, cheerleaders, bikini, short shorts, pom poms. A lot better than unfilled orders and shipments and delivery times, right? So you gotta make this it, this content interesting for yourself. I think it always helps to pick four, five, six, seven, eight. Indicators that you understand that you like. If I had to pick one indicator and one indicator alone, you know, what it'd be it'd probably be employment or tied to unemployment or how many hours are worked. It's easily digestible, and I think most people could grasp it. you get your calls in there, it's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. We have a market that started positive. It's gone negative. I would not be surprised if this week was brutal. There's a lot of stories out there that... <sighs> Quite honestly, we've had a, a market run up. Let's take a breather. That's a story. Let's take a breather. we got HP's $169 talent putting more pressure on Apple. Let's take a breather. I was at Toyota yesterday, and I was saying, Toyota? Test driving some new vehicles, figuring out what my next truck is going to be. Because I'm a manly man. I haul things around, thus need truck. And I was saying, You are manly. I know. I'm trying to tell you. Get out of my way, I got some testosterone. The testosterone can be dangerous, it kill pe- kills people. It's get waves from the ocean kill people, so. Just thought I'd throw it out there that I'm probably not as tough as I think I am. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. Some of the stories out there that we have to talk about, in my opinion, are pretty interesting today. For instance, Barnes & Noble is leaping on the founder buyout talks. Does it happen? I don't know. Does the founder of Barnes & Noble jump back in? Because he could do things differently. Takes the company private. I don't know. Do I want to buy Barnes & Noble on this story? No. Could I make a lot of money buying it? Probably. But to me, Best Buy and Barnes & Noble have problems. They can be summed up in just a couple syllables. Amazon.com. S&P 500 up fractions, NASDAQ up 4, the Dow's down to 13.
0: It's the Bargain Guys. It's another half-off deal from KDOW.biz. The wrong financial product from people. Your tax. strategy turns information into insights. Three improves efficiency. Most comprehensive identity theft protection available. LifeLock. <laughs>
1: Welcome in, Rob Black. New money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Um, lots going on, right? Stock market. It's got news like the sequestration on Friday. Lowe's buying back five billion dollars of shares. Fourth quarter earnings, top expectations. All pretty big headlines. Markets were moving higher, started moving lower. You know, are we going to blame it on Berlusconi and Italy or not? Eh, not so much. And Bersani, he's headed for a win in Italy. As Berlusconi loses, Italian bonds race gains before initial election estimates. Lowest turnout since World War II for elections in Italy. People don't really care about politicians anymore. We don't trust them. The new snowstorm across the United States is closing airports as it bears down on the plain states. Daytona 500 drew a 30% increase in preliminary television ratings for Fox. Danica Patrick became the first female driver to lead a lap of NASCAR's biggest race. Jimmy Johnson won for the second time. They say with the NBA, all you have to do is watch the last couple of minutes. Kind of true with the Daytona 500 as well. Person's in the lead, car blows up. Person's in the lead, car gets warm. Person's in the lead, needs new brakes. Person in the lead... And suddenly, like, eighth place could look like first place pretty quickly. But News Corp, who owns Fox Networks, said that they saw a 30% increase because a woman was leading the race. I think that's fantastic. I think it stinks that I have to say that I think it's fantastic because, I, I don't know... You're pretty aware that a lot of dads were watching this with little girls yesterday, right? Their daughters. And, like, Daddy, Daddy wants Jimmy Johnson to win. Daddy wants Jimmy Johnson to win. And the little girl's pulling for Danica Patrick. And today she's going out in a go-kart pretending to be Danica Patrick. And that's actually one of those cute stories that's probably more powerful than you know. Patrick's the first woman to start from the pole position for the race. She finished 8th. The previous highest placing was Janet Guthrie, who finished 11th in 1980. The race was held one day after 30 spectators got hurt, which I think we all could kind of snicker at. We, We think it's a terrible, terrible tragedy. But in a sport where horrific car crashes come with the territory for the spectators to see live in person that speed, that noise yeah when you hear about a car going up in the grandstand and hurting some people little teeny tiny pieces getting through the net that's not good testosterone, which I'm laden with testosterone, i got it coming out my ears I'm a manly man who drives trucks There's a new story out there about testosterone helping fight diabetes. That's interesting. Did you know that testosterone is considered a steroid? I know a lot of people just think it's, it's man juice. And you're saying, yuck. Uh, Testosterone is the essence of manhood. I'm going to have my youthly vigor put into a perfume, and I'm going to sell it to you for $18 a bottle. Testosterone's typically seen with reproduction, but it's actually a steroid. I know you're saying, are you confused? Do you think it's, are you trying to use the word hemorrhoid? (laughs) No, 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 no. Daytona 5. Oh, J.C. Penney's. they sent out a nice message last night. America, you deserve to look better. Thank you. Thank you so much. Big winner last night, Jennifer Lawrence. Why? Because her salary for movies just went up. She's the hottest teen franchise, Hunger Games. A movie about a Chinese buffet gone bad. But she's also the hottest actress in Hollywood now, because she kind of looks like that girl next door. She's not super skinny. She doesn't have a hook, uh, a hunch on her back or anything. She's not unattractive to the eye. Her $10 million quote per film is now going to go easily $15, 20000000 Okay, 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 okay. Worst pronunciation of Les Rob. last night... Was when it was referred to as Les Miserables. Les Miserables. It's not a Spanish Mexican story about a gunslinger. Worst Academy Award Anne Hathaway. Why? Because she sang one song to a camera. Doesn't get you an Academy Award. But she lost. She ate oatmeal paste for two weeks. Well, okay, that's that's fair enough. I ate ramen noodle for three months in a row in college. Do I get an Academy Award? And the winner? Rob Black. Oh, bitter. How come I, I, my big moment I got X'd on? Marissa, Mayer she took over at Yahoo. She's been moving very quickly, revamping the homepage. String of mobile acquisitions. Being a mother herself, she did something that was incredibly intriguing. She said, the office matters, and those of you who are working at home, stop it. Come into work or or get a consequence. I like that she said a workplace matters, because a workplace does matter. Mean person who's heading the division, stop being mean. Work with people. Make the office a wonderful place. Okay, maybe not wonderful. Advances in communication technology have made telecommuting popular. But honestly, when I telecommute, I'm probably sneaking a little Oprah. I know you say Oprah hasn't been on TV in years. Okay, I'm probably sneaking a little uh, Phil Donahue. Well, Donahue hasn't been on in years. I'm sneaking in something. If you know what I'm saying. So she made a tough call. She told remote workers the office place matters. And I think, you know, you have to applaud that. Again, am I shamelessly (laughs) trying to get her to notice me? Yes. Is she the girl next door worth billions that I think I could, you know, be with? Yes. Does she have influence over me like no other CEO? Yes. (sighs) So after several relatively flat years in TV ratings for the Daytona 500 they 've done pretty well. NASCAR figured out that households who fit characteristics want to watch sports that you know Daytona 500 always did well in Alabama, North Carolina, Virginia. But they figured out how to get the Daytona 500 in chicago boston l a that 's good marketing it 's Rob black and your money i 'm Rob Black talking all things financial let 's talk money let 's talk dollars. Pick up the phone. Let me call eight hundred five one six twelve twenty 516 1220 so we can run away together, me and Melissa. AM
0: 1220 KDOW traffic. New York, I'm Mark Mills. <laughs> You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station.
1: Listen to me, Rob Black, talking money, investing in more. I've got a fan page. Uh, Kron, K-R-O-N, that's the TV station that I work for with. I work with KDOW and radio, Kron on television, of which I should be making an announcement soon about something kind of cool. You can find out more about me at robblack.com. But my Facebook Cron page is Cron4 Rob Black. And if you post a message there, I'll read it online and talk to you about it. It's the best thing I can offer. It's not the best thing I can offer. I could offer cure for hemorrhoids. I could offer sliced bread. I could offer the biggest no-brainer in the history of mankind. SP500 up 1. The Dow up fractions. The NASDAQ up 8. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton from NewFocusFinancial.com. That's NewFocusFinancial.com. Chad, there's been a lot of headlines about ETFs and how individuals can trade them for free.
2: Let's talk about ETFs and what people need to know. Yeah, it, I mean, this is, should be a core holding in people's portfolios, but it needs to be a core holding in the right place, and they need to be used properly. ETFs stands for exchange traded fund. We know mutual funds are actively managed or passively managed. Um, same thing with ETFs. Yeah, now. I mean, they start off as passively managed products, so you, the best known ones are SPY, symbol SPY, where you can buy the S&P 500, um, or QQQs. That's the other big one that is based on the NASDAQ. Um, you can look at the holdings easily. Um, it, ETFs, they trade all day long, and you can, you have to, the, the holdings are reported on a daily basis. When you buy a mutual fund, If you trade in the morning, whether it's a buy or sell, you don't get the price till the end of the day. So mutual funds trade once a day. At the end of the day, they figure out the net asset value. ETFs are considered more transparent. They trade all day long, so you could do things like stop losses if you've decided you want to sell something. Um, You can do limit orders. It's a little bit easier to use, but the idea is that they're a little bit cheaper typically than the mutual fund. And they're a great tax-efficient way to get broad-based exposure in the right areas. And when I say the right areas, I like uh, if you're trying to do broad-based exposure into large caps or mid-caps or certain sectors, that's when they work well. Um, also, certain strategies like some of the dividend-increasing ETFs that are out there, um, Vanguard has one, um, S&P has one. Those are great tools. Where I don't like them is in the areas of small-cap or emerging markets or international, because I think you need a manager to be a little bit smarter in terms of what companies in the international indexes you truly, truly want to own. As a financial planner, as a portfolio manager, what are some of the products other than ETFs that you
1: include in overall portfolios?
2: Well, I like them all. So a lot of firms out there will say, well, I'm only an index fund investor, or I'm only a managed mutual fund investor, or I'm only a stock picker. Um, you know, I decided a long time ago that I was never going to put myself in a box because things change. And I like stocks in certain specific areas, like dividend-increasing stocks. Yeah. I like ETFs in large and mid-cap. And I like managed funds for my small cap, some of my mid-cap, my international, or things like if I'm investing in certain types of oil and gas companies. Um, so, they, there's good and bad in everything, and you can't just say you're one thing as an investor because as soon as you do that, you're probably going to be wrong. There's a person who espouses buy and hope is dead, and buy and
1: hold is dead. And, you know, I, I don't. Where you say you don't put yourself in a box, I hate people that put themselves in boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you have to have an open mind. I think a, a Republican Congress is different than a Democrat Congress, I think a Republican president is different than a Democrat. Con- like. It changes how you might say. Well, I, I feel a little bit better about, uh, you know, international companies. I feel a little bit better about defense companies. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I think if you had to get a little bit more active. I think ten years ago, fifteen years ago, I would have ignored the t- fundamentals, but or the not the fundamentals, but the technicals. So now, though, I'll use kind of quantitative analysis, just certain quant screens to narrow down the choices of stocks that we're going to look at because there's so many out there. Right, and then. Uh, Use fundamentals to determine which companies you want to buy, and then you use technicals as the last resort to just make sure that the entry point that you want to achieve is correct. Sometimes you don't want to buy until the chart looks maybe a little bit better and things have turned. Um, Sometimes you don't want to sell until the chart starts to break down. Um, But it's not the first. I mean, people that only trade on technicals, show me one that's been really successful and always beat the market over the long run. Yeah, and if I were to give it my Call of Duty
1: analysis, it would be like bringing a sniper rifle into a city battle. You don't do it.
2: You bring a sniper battle, a rifle into a wide-open desert. You know, I, I, Six months ago, I would have not known what you were talking about, but I finally played it with my son, and I realized how horrible I am at video games. Oh, yeah. I spent half the time shooting the wall or looking up, <laughs> looking up in the sky. I can't get my thumbs to work the same way. It's, it's horrible. It's awesome.
1: So <laughs> as a financial planner, you know the right tools to use in the right scenarios. As a video game player, you don't, so you don't play video games. Same thing with investing. If you don't know the difference between an index ETF or uh, one that's more actively managed, what the costs are, what uh, different presidencies, what different inflation areas. Low inflation, you can make a lot of money. High inflation, it's tough to win in the market, and it's easy to win in
2: the bond market. So different scenarios win in different um, environments. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a certain point where interest rate increases are okay, but after that, there might be a time to overweight in bonds again. Good stuff. Tune in every day. Chad Burton is live and on
1: air Mondays from 6 to 7 on KDOW. You can also find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and much, much more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, seriously, I, I always envision the show as your show. I enjoy it when you do call in. I encourage you to call in. Um, I don't want you to be one of those people that's afraid to ask money questions. You know, I'll give you a good second opinion. I may be right. I may not. Uh, I'm going to do the very, very best I can to give you a good second opinion. So, and it's really all ultimately we can ask for in my best estimation. Um, so don't be shy, 800-516-1220. You can drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Uh, take a look at the market numbers. We have the S P p 500 up 2, the Dow up 14, the NASDAQ up 10. Would I ever have predicted that the market could be doing as well as it is? Sure. It typically is a pretty good market. It's a lot tougher to like, be confident at the point of... Telling everyone, you know, go invest now. The market's only going higher. I was just talking to Chad about the whole people that have to be right and people that try to show themselves as smarter than you. You need to be very cautious. Those people. Um, you know, ten years ago, would I ever predicted that Ben Affleck would have you know won an Academy Award for you know directing the film? Probably not. He was in a string of bad movies. So be careful people that, like, tell you definitively what's going to happen in the future. 800, I could say this, you want to accumulate as much wealth as you can. So Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network.
0: Rob Black has a financial interest in the success of New Focus Financial. AM 1220 KDOW
3: traffic. This Bay Area update is brought to you by Garmin in Redwood City, South 101 after Woodside. A crash has been cleared to the right-hand shoulder, but we're still looking at slow traffic currently from Holly Street. It has been pretty slow through Mountain View as well, South 101 near North Rangstorf Avenue. There are reports of two ladders that are scattered across the third lane from the left. CHP still working their way out there to get it cleared. Westbound 24 at 580 and 980, a two-car crash is off to the right-hand shoulder. We are looking at delays coming out of Arinda along westbound 24 from St. Stephen's Drive towards Wilder Road. Northbound 680 at Stone Valley, a crash has made its way off to the right-hand side. Traffic is slow from Sycamore Valley Road. Hate traffic? Don't be a hater. Get a Garmin Nuvi with subscription-free HD digital traffic and avoid it with updates. As often as, every 30 seconds, drive with Garmin, the most trusted name in GPS. For more traffic information, log on to sigalert.com. I'm Serena Velazquez with your Bay Area traffic.
0: Savvy investors know where to find the best possible investment advice. And according to the financial experts at U.S. News and World Report, one of the best podcasts is locally grown. AM 1220 KDOW is home for Rob Black and Your Money, weekday mornings at 7. Now you can take Rob Black with you in your car, on your computer, or on your smartphone with the Rob Black Daily Podcast. Ranked one of the top ten financial podcasts by U.S. News and World Report. Find it on iTunes or at robblack.com.
1: Hi, this is Rob Black from Rob Black and Your Money. Over the years on my radio show, I've heard from people like you who've been burned by buying expensive and wrong financial product from people that don't have your best interests in mind. Naturally, I've developed relationships with people in the financial industry you can trust. So if you need a new home or a refi mortgage or reverse mortgage, if you need insurance like home, automobile, life, or commercial, or maybe you need a financial planner, get in touch with me. And I'll give you a trusted financial referral. Email me, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com.
0: Hi, it's the Bargain Guys with another half-off deal from kdow.biz. This week it's time for a visit to GNC and live well for half-off. Now get a $50 gift certificate for just $25. Use the certificate for diet needs, herbs, and natural remedies vitamins, sports nutrition, beauty care,
1: equipment and accessories.
0: Now the half-off deal is good at the family-owned GNC in Union City in the Union Square Plaza and in Manteca in the Mission Ridge Plaza. Go right now, kdow.biz, and take advantage of this great half-off deal. And remember, the certificates never expire and they make great gifts. And be sure to
2: sign up to receive advance notice to all future half-off deals. Get that GNC difference. Jay, tell them. GNC's vitamins are natural. Um, they use all natural ingredients, whereas other retailers use synthetics. Um, synthetics, our body doesn't take as well. Time to move on out. We're about out of time. Till next time, good night
0: and good luck.
3: In California. Auto accidents are greater than the national average, with as much as $5,000 in property damage per vehicle. Hi, this is Margaret Jackson, Money 2.0 host of Business on the Edge. Having a reliable and affordable auto body care company on your side that can safely get you back on the road in no time is Auto Body Bliss.
0: Auto Body Bliss is a full-service body shop, from collision repair to vintage car restoration. Your auto body needs will be met from bumper to bumper with the highest level of quality body care and customer service standards that you can depend upon. For more information about Auto Body Bliss and your auto body care needs, call and receive a free assessment today at 650-964-1047. That's area code 650-964-1047. Or visit Auto Body Bliss bliss.com. That's autobody, blis And ask for Justin Bliss. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station.
1: So, the sequestration's coming on Friday and one of the headlines I see out there, and again, this is just I'm jaded Democrats zeroing in on vulnerable Republicans tied to cuts. Do you think the Republicans or the Democrats want to work together? If you do, you're great you're you're missing the point. It's all about getting reelected. I know you're saying you are jaded. I think some politicians go to Washington to do the very best work that they can do, and then they just want to get reelected. And it should make you sick, because we're naive enough as a nation not to know that. Rents are rising right now in America, even as apartment buildings are rebounding. It's tough. I saw airlines today said they're going to raise their fares anywhere between 4 to 8% for 2013. Are you getting a 4% to 8% raise? Nope. Next thing you know, you're looking at rent. Multifamily housing starts going to jump about 30% this year, followed by 10% next year. So there's going to be a lot of new rental units out there. Nonetheless, rents will continue to rise as vacancy rates get slimmer. Dipping from 5.6% in 2012 to below 5% this year. Nearly 5% in 2013 before increases start to moderate in 2014 as supply catches up with demand. So, Some metro areas that are hurt the hardest as far as higher rents. Now, again, you're not hurt if you're the owner. You're hurt if you're the renter. But Orlando, Washington, D.C., Denver, L.A., San Francisco, San Diego, all seeing rents rise. Laggards, Houston, Dallas, and Vegas. So, I don't know. I just said it out there again. This is why you have to invest. You have to earn. Your money has to start earning money for you. It has to. I do want you to look at things as tax deductible or not tax deductible. I do want you to be aggressive in the way you save money. I want you to save 15% of every paycheck. Minimum. And I think if you're not doing that, there's a good chance you're going to work till the day you die. So food prices also rising. Look for food to inflate 4% this year. Rent's higher. Airline tickets higher. Stop the madness. I know you're saying, please don't ever say so that again ikea horse meat and beef products is getting a bigger and bigger story (laughs) a traditional part of swedish cuisine meatballs are consumed in large quantities by customers at ikea stores plus they're offered frozen for sale in ikea's in food shops i kind of make it i know you're saying give me a personal insight about you i kind of make it a, a a passion, an agreement with myself, a way of life. I don't eat at cafeterias or places that are heating up food outside of retail units. I just, odds of eating horse meat are far greater, odds of eating bad food far greater, in my opinion. NBC primetime lands in the cellar. What once was looking like a promising fall season has turned into as uh oh. Last September through December NBC won thirteen out of fifteen weeks. This year not so much. This you know they lost the NFL. Some popular shows are on hiatus right now. Shows that look like a big hit last fall have collapsed. New shows like sixteen hundred pen doing no well. Doing no well. Yes. Yes. Um, Walking Dead. Talking Dead. You know, nothing NBC has put on primetime is matched. Talking Dead, which is a show of people talking about Walking Dead. Headed up by Chris Hardwick. So NBC's got The Biggest Loser pulls in 2.1 rating. Talking Dead, a show about people talking about what they just saw on television, pulls it in two point two. The office is about to go off air and people are like, Is that still on? I mostly agree. To get your calls on the air, it's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. I talked about the higher cost of food rising 4% this year. Use that to your advantage. Like, stop going to the most expensive supermarket to buy everything. A lot of stuff you can buy, you can store in your garage, you can store in your car. A friend of mine uh, stores toilet paper in his car. But he'll buy like 100 rolls at Costco, and he's got toilet paper basic for the year. Now, another friend of mine lifts toilet paper from the place he works, so he never has to buy toilet paper. So there are ways of controlling your costs. Steaks are going to be about 20 cents more per pound this year. Boo! Livestock operators are thinning their herd. Prices of red meat would be even higher, if not from meat from Canada and Mexico. Plus meat imports from Australia and New Zealand. I know you're saying, we suck. Americans suck. How can we not even make our own meat? We're bringing in meat from New Zealand. Does that sound like it's going to end badly? Uh-huh. Pork. We're going to pay about 10 cents more per pound of bacon. Pork chops up 5 to 10 cents. Chickens and boneless breasts are going to cost an additional 10 cents per pound. Eggs are going to increase 10 cents to 20 cents per dozen. What do you think a dozen eggs cost? Somewhere between two fifty and 4 bucks. Let's play with the prices right. Um, salmon up about 9 cents a pound. Like, when does this madness stop? Well, milk's down 2 cents per gallon. That's good. What do you think an average apple cost these days? About a buck a pound? Naval oranges 85 cents a pound? You know the biggest rip-off? The biggest rip-off of all time. It's a no-brainer. You're going to kick yourself. Pine-sliced fruit, pre-cut fruit. In a grocery store, markup's crazy. If you're so lazy you can't cut your own fruit, it's seriously, seriously time to hire a wiper. Because you are the laziest man of all time. So, rents are rising, food costs are rising, the return on your investment, the return on your money at the bank is nominal. If you need a safe place to park your money right now, not a lot of good options. We had someone call in the show last week. And he's like, I want to put my cash. And then he got into a a not liquid investment. He's looking for a higher yield, but then it's not cash anymore. So that's a little bit of a problem. Samsung is set March 14th in New York City to launch their Galaxy S4. Are you excited by it? I can emphatically say... Eh. Eh. I'm a little tired of the technology rollouts. I want a big honking cell phone that's the size of my 14-foot shoe size. 14-foot shoes. I think I said that right. So Apple's a little bit lower today on the news of the Galaxy S4? I don't think so. I think the bigger issue for Apple is you're starting to see like companies like HP. They're going to announce selling a $169 tablet in April. Only problem is, let's say you're on a hot and sexy date. You're with a member of the opposite sex, and you're so digging each other. You get into someone's apartment, a couple glasses of wine, you're feeling warm. You decide you're gonna do the Zooby Zooby Zoo dance for him while singing? Quite a skill. He's in love. He makes his move. And out of the corner of his eye, he sees HP tablet. It's over. It's over. The magic's lost. It's gone. It's too late. All that work in the Zooby Zooby Zoo dance, gone. It's almost as bad as seeing a Robert Kiyosaki book on someone's nightstand. It's a ditch deal breaker. I'd rather see a woman puffing on a chimney stack than see a Kiyosaki book or a HP tablet. Seriously, people. Just say no. Spend the extra dough and get an Apple Mini. $329 versus the HP untrendy, uncool $169 tablet. Like, seriously, it's just going to be a paperweight. Seriously, people, seriously. 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 That's not what you're saying. Come on, let's see if you can pull some content out of your hiney. Because you got nothing. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, let's take a look at the market numbers real quick. See if we're anywhere interesting. We got the sequestration lumen End of the week. Mm. We've had government shutdowns before, and you know what? I wouldn't mind if the DMV shut down for a couple weeks. SP 500 down 1, the Dow down 11, the NASDAQ up 5. I know. DMV employers are like, we'll see about that. 800-516-1220. It's 800 1220 to get your calls in the air. Coming up, I'm going to have the best market recap that I've ever done on a Monday in March, February, time period, 2013. Yeah, I'm paying attention. You should, too.
0: Rob like your money.
2: One, two, three, take
3: my hand and come with me because you look so AM
0: 1220, KDOW traffic.
3: This Bay Area update.